Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only $4.95 a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how. Uh, Education Labor Committee member Representative Johanna Hayes uh, from the great state of Connecticut joins us now. Good morning, Representative. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. I hope you don't mind my playing Nancy Pelosi name-dropping you right before. (laughs) I just want to make myself look better. That's what that's all about. (laughs) Um, Thank you. Absolutely. Can I just say, because it's your first time, um, so people know you are not only the first African-American woman, the first African-American Democrat to ever represent the state of Connecticut in Congress. I did not know that. But uh, And also, here's the other thing I love. You were not just a teacher. You were Connecticut Teacher of the Year and oh, wow. National Teacher of the Year. So, That's awesome. Um, yeah, I could not be more excited to talk to you this morning. Thanks for taking time for us. Excited to be here, and all those things are true. <laughs> <laughs> that FBI background check went well on you. Um, so, <laughs> but, you know, can I just, let's start, we're going to get to the uh, baby formula, but I just wanted to say, this has been an ongoing uh, topic, hasn't it, ever since the Virginia race and Glenn Youngkin winning and Republicans trying to say they're the party of parents. And once again, I feel like they're the party of trying to pit people against each other, and in that case, parents against teachers. I just have to ask you, as someone that was uh, such a great teacher, what your feeling is on that and how we take that issue back. That is, it's heartbreaking to hear some of the conversations surrounding teachers and education that are playing out in this country. Um, When the pandemic shut schools down, I can tell you that teachers wanted to be back in front of students more than anything. And now those same teachers need support of parents and communities so I, I just don't understand it, you know, for as I'm reading the headlines and teachers are being blamed for closing schools, for uh, raising safety concerns, um, not being trusted to teach in the way that they've always done. You know, teaching is a profession and the people who choose this profession go into it with the interest of children and young people and society in mind. And I, I, that, that's a really hard one for me. Uh, I talked to many of my friends who still teach who are thinking about leaving the profession. I talked to young people who are questioning their decision to enter the profession. And this is not the road we want to go down. So much of my work in Congress centers on supporting those teachers in the classroom, making sure they have the resources so that they are the best they can be for kids, because that's what it's all about. You've been quoted. Um, It's a really hard one. Yeah, you've been quoted previously as saying education saved your life. 
And I, I think it's just such a shame that we've turned this, you know, when I ta- when I hear these critical race theories and don't say gay bills, I'm like, I, okay, so is this all about us teaching that we have a history of racism in this country and that's bad and gay people exist? That, is that what all of this is about? Uh, and we've lost sight of how much we valued teachers, as you say, when COVID started and parents had to homeschool. Did they not see how tough it is? I can tell you just really quickly, when I say education saved my life, I absolutely mean it. I mean, I grew up in public housing, and many of the people that I grew up with are dead in jail, not doing well, and just had some really tragic life circumstances. Um, so education is our best chance with our, with our young people so that they have a chance to at least succeed, to have a fighting chance. Um, I taught African-American history. I taught U.S. history. At 15 years, I was in the classroom teaching history. And what I can tell you is that when we talked about these darkest points in our history, it encouraged and inspired my students. It didn't make them angry. You know, letting our, our kids understand the truth that is our country and making them a part of the solution, you know, obligating them of their responsibility. I have legislation, actually, that we're marking up today on trauma-informed practices. These kids need to be supported in schools through all of the challenges that they're facing in school and out of school. And it is, again, it is a dangerous road to go down if we start to split hairs on these issues. We should all be invested in educating young people, letting them go into the world so that they can be contributors in society. Yeah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Well, and doesn't it seem representative in the wake of this Buffalo tragedy that we should be more concerned about kids being groomed to be racist? Shouldn't we? I mean, you know, as I was pointing out, this guy's 18. He was 15 when he heard the president of the United States say there's very fine people on both sides in Charlottesville. I mean, you know, I just, yeah, go ahead. I, I just think extremism is a dangerous problem no matter where it comes from. You know, it's something that we have to not only confront but educate people on and address as we see it. I think part of the problem is that we are people are very uncomfortable having some of these critical conversations that are necessary right now so that we can 
you know, wipe out hate. We can address it. We can, um, we can have these conversations in a way that is real and authentic. To ignore them does not make them go away. It just makes them fester under the surface. And we should all be paying attention because we're seeing these, we're seeing an uptick in violence. Um, I think I heard this morning there's been over 200 mass shootings already this year. Mm -hmm. Um, This is not a problem that we can ignore. Uh, It would be to our peril to ignore these things. So our schools, our communities, our faith-based leaders, our mental health professionals, everybody should be coming together to have um, um, a multi-layered intersectional conversation on these topics and, and really say, how could we be part of the solution? Yes. But ignoring it is not the answer. And can I just say you're a perfect example of that? I'm sorry, but once again, Republicans are race-baiting and fear-mongering on this baby formula issue, aren't they? They're, you know, Elise Stefanik, your colleague, talking about, you know, sending baby formula to the border, which, you know, it would be illegal to starve babies that are in our, our custody, <laughs> in detention. Um, you, on the other hand, this is the difference in the parties. You, on the other hand, have a, a bill as a member on the, of the Education Labor Committee. You've introduced Access to Baby Formula Act, legislation to help improve access, access to infant formula for vulnerable families during this shortage. Um, talk to us about your bill. Um, my bill, yes, the Access to Baby Formula Act, which we will vote on on the floor today, would expand the WIC program to include waivers. Right now, We're in this situation partly because, you know, Abbott shut down their manufacturing facility. But I don't think what people don't understand is that Abbott Abbott almost has the exclusive contract for WIC beneficiaries. They, um, about 43% of our babies get milk through the WIC program. These four companies control 89% of formula that goes out into the country. So when there was a shortage, they couldn't simply buy another brand of formula. So my bill would allow for us to have automatic waivers in place if there is a any kind of emergency, a recall, a supply chain shortage. It would also um, require there to be communication and coordination between the Secretary of Agriculture and the Secretary of Health and Human Services at the moment where we know that there's an issue or suspect that there's an issue so that we can shift our resources to make sure that these families, which are our most vulnerable families, You know, these are the babies. When I talk to people in my district, I had parents and grandparents who were taking the day off driving around to places looking for formula. But we also have a population of people who don't have the ability to do that. So if they take a day off of work, they're fired, who don't have a car to drive from place to place. You know, and I I know what that is. I participated in the WIC program as a young mother. I, many of my friends, many of my family members, so I know how critical it is at that stage in life to make sure babies have access to their only form of nutrition. I don't really understand my Republican colleagues because just last week they are championing, you know, that women should have babies and uh, should be forced to carry babies to term, yet time after time when given the opportunity to support women and families or, you know, babies or children, adolescents, they, you know, fail in that responsibility. Right now, I think it is our role to not only have a long-term plan, which I think um, my colleague from Connecticut Rolls the Dolores Appropriation Bill does, I mean, a short-term plan, which will get the supply chain open, but a long-term plan to make sure that this never happens again 
And if we think it will happen, we have a backup plan and we can shift resources so that the people who are hurt the most, you know, the people who have nowhere else to go would have access to, to healthy, nutritious meals. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I hate to say it, but particularly this close to the midterms, I just feel like, you know, you're, unfortunately you're working with another party that has no interest in solving any problems. All they, ha- you know, have an interest in is playing politics with every issue and whatever, you know, makes Biden look bad or Democrats look bad, it, it, they're actively rooting for. How, how do you work with that every day? It's, I mean, first of all, that's unconscionable. Even the idea last week when I saw the cries about, milk going to babies in at the border or in detention facilities right as a mother i don't i mean what we should be doing is saying we want all babies to have access to baby formula we want all babies to have food not not say i don't know how you fix your lips to say those babies don't deserve it but these babies do Mm -hmm. um as far as my colleagues go one of the things i realized really quickly i mean I was a teacher. I came to Congress right from the classroom, worked for the Waterbury Public School System the day before I got sworn into Congress. You have to know who you are before you come here. You know, and I knew who I was before I came here, and I knew who the people at home that I represent are, and I know that they're counting on me every day to be their voice and to get it right. So all I can do is, you know, not get caught up in what my colleagues are doing, but work twice as hard make sure that we are putting forth legislation and voting on bills and, you know, helping people. Yeah. Right now, there's all of these holdups on additional COVID relief. Every medical professional is telling us that we can hit another surge yes. in, in the fall, that we need to be prepared. But this idea that COVID is over, we need to move on, is not the way we should be preparing ourselves. Yeah. No, so it's absolutely. I think we show up every day and work twice as hard. We you know, keep in, we stay in the majority so that we yep. are the ones who yep. are at the decision-making tables and doing these things. And we remind people to pay attention to how our leaders and how their representatives are voting and the things that they care about. Yep. You know, the people That's- at home in my district know that I am the one who is here working hard to make sure that we get baby formula out to these families who are struggling right now. Yep. I'm not the one who is putting out tweets saying we shouldn't be giving milk to babies at the border. Yeah. So, I mean, we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do. And um, how do I work with my colleagues? Actually, on this bill, I have a Republican colleague, Michelle Steele from California. You just try every day. You reach out to people. You make your case. And one of the things I say to to my colleagues is, are your constituents hurting as hard as, as bad as mine are? You know, and if you're okay with walking away from this, then that's fine. I'll go on to someone else and try to get support somewhere else. As a... As a former you teacher... Know, I say, is this what you want for your child? That's right. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. As a former teacher, how many of your Republican colleagues would you currently put in detention if you could? We would try some, uh, some uh, other interventions before we go right to detention. You know, we can modify the lessons. We can <laughs> there you go. repeat the skill. We can practice the skill. We can have some group talks. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Representative. I'll, I'll try whatever I can to bring them in before we go straight to detention. <laughs> All right. Representative uh, Johanna Hayes. Um, listen, Democrats deliver. That's Here's right. one more tweet. John said either you've had enough of people being murdered with guns or you haven't. If you've had enough, vote blue in November. Uh, let's get up more Chris Murphy's and Johanna Hayes's in the uh, uh, Congress and the Senate. Representative, thanks so much for taking time for us. What a pleasure. You're not wrong. Thanks for having me. All have right. a great day. Thank you. You too. You too. Thank you. you. All right. Come on, rock stars. We have rock stars yeah. on our side, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Democrats deliver.